0: Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore Police Sergeant. In most episodes of the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. This episode of Law Enforcement Today brought to you by Galls.com. We're thrilled to have them on board sponsoring episodes of our podcast and radio show, sponsoring our app, And they've been in business for 50 years, 50 years serving first responders and law enforcement community. They're industry leaders. They've got a huge online catalog, everything you could ever want. Goals.com. Check them out. Their catalog is spectacular. Everything from like a retired guy like me to active guy like Robert, men, women, they've got everything you could ever need between tactical gear, clothing, footwear, everything. Also be sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram. On the phone, someone I'm very excited to have as a guest. Jennifer, we'll call her Jenny, eight six, seven, five, three oh nine. What? Tommy <laughs> Two Tone. That's a phone number. Okay. Robert, you know how many times I got that phone number when I was a single man in the bars in Baltimore? You? I got it so many times. Well, you are I finally a party caught on them. though. I wouldn't fall <laughs> for that Jenny eight six seven five three oh nine stuff anymore. Uh Jennifer Jenny Sword Out, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: And your phone number is not eight six seven five three oh nine, is it?
1: No, it's not. <laughs> no.
0: I, I detect a slight accent, kinda like that I'm a big fan of that television show, Fargo, A, don't you know? I detect some of that in your voice.
1: Yes, yes, that is true. I'm a I'm a northern girl, that's for sure.
0: And you're okay. in, in Minnesota area?
1: Yes, I'm in the Minnesota area, just right outside of Minneapolis.
0: Okay. So how cold is it there right around now?
1: Uh, right around now. Today was a good day. We were at 23 degrees with no wind chill. So the kids actually were able to go outside for recess. So that was exciting in my world.
0: 23 degrees. And by the way, uh, if you didn't catch the Jessica, of what you said, she, you're a school teacher.
1: I am a school
0: teacher. Yes. Is that even the politically correct way of saying it nowadays? I don't know. I did. I, did I just insult you? Because no, I, no,
1: opinion. I am a I am a school
0: teacher. Yep. Okay. <laughs> You're not insulting me. Good. I I had great school teachers when I was in elementary school, and uh, I, I'm a product of Catholic schools in Virginia, and okay. Robert is a product of the public schools in Brooklyn, New York. And we both turned okay. out okay. You are a teacher at a, a Catholic school in the Minneapolis area.
1: Correct. All yep, right. I teach fifth grade. It's an, a pretty amazing age to teach.
0: Hey, Thankfully, you don't have me as a student because that was the beginning of the downfall. <laughs> Could you picture me as a student? So. I don't think anybody want to teach you and I. No. <laughs> I, <don't> think so. <laughs> I think I drove some nuns to the brink of insanity. I, I'm, I'm almost positive of it. You made them co- they have no question. Yeah, they questioned your their faith after I, dealing I think with all you. all the t- I, my trouble started in fourth grade. This is honest, Jenny. This is honest, truthful story. I was a great kid in school up to third grade, and for some reason in fourth grade, I started doing things like magic tricks in class while the teacher was teaching, telling stories, telling jokes. <laughs> and every night, every night at dinner time, my teacher, Mrs. Casper, would call my mother and tell her all the rotten stuff I did in school. That's when I developed my overeating and eating fast habit, and because uh, I knew what was coming next, and it was like that all the way through high school. I've been in trouble every day of my life.
1: That, no, not in my room. We would have probably stopped and said, hey, do a magic trick for us, and then let's get back to teaching. Gotcha,
0: gotcha.
2: A magic trick, I like that one. I, I never heard that one before.
0: say I was good at it, I just said I did it. You pulled off a bit of magic. You have a children's book, which is unique, and an explanation of why you wrote this book, which I think is a phenomenal story. First, tell people the title of your children's book.
1: It's called The Little One Behind the Badge, and it is a children's book written after watching my son, who is now 10 years old, understand and deal with watching families in minnesota who have lost their brother or sister in blue
0: and your husband your son's father is a police officer
1: correct
0: and we're not going to say which he agency because believe it or not people get in trouble for that so we're just going to say uh, by the way yep. tell him we said thank you for his service and, and uh, i will and we appreciate your service and sacrifice as well because no one does this job by themselves their family supports them
1: and and it's not just our family my immediate family it's really our brothers and sisters in blue and their families that support us and the people in our community um that support brothers and sisters in blue and by the
0: way the school you teach at they're they're all aware that mrs swartout's husband is a police officer and they're supportive yep. as well
1: they're very supportive um I can tell you that if my husband were to be shot and killed in the line of duty that this community at my school would be backing and supporting me in in no matter and no facet they will they will send over backwards for my son and I.
0: That brings up an interesting point. You and I've had a chance to talk mm-hmm. Your son is yes. 10 years old now. He was exposed to a a police officer that was killed on line of duty when he was approximately eight years old?
1: Uh, actually, he was about, let's see, 2013, five years ago. Five, he was five years old.
0: And did that experience change him?
1: Very much so. Um, this was a shooting, a regular traffic stop um, up here in the cities. The person who ended up killing the officer just got out. It was a routine traffic stop, ended up shooting him. Um, My husband that day uh, worked for another agency and was out searching for the suspect in the shooting. I was called by my husband. He said, turn on the TV. Um, You're going to hear some things. I'm involved. Love you. Bye. And that was kind of the extent of our conversation. Um, And I had to go and tell my son, who were, we were going to a baseball game at the time, why daddy wouldn't be making his first baseball game. And that evening we ended up going down to the memorial for the officer that had grown and developed up here. And it was um, pretty empower, empowering just to see my five-year-old at the time say, mommy, we've got a family. As that continued on, as as the, as the days followed, my son became part of the rose prep team that painted the white roses with the blue and tied ribbons with the officer's badge number. And then he stood with our family friends, his best friends, on the side of the road as the procession of cars, of squad cars, went through to the cemetery. And that was a time seeing people as I was in the procession as a police wife, that I got to see, what are we doing for these children, for our community and our family? So it took me about a year, year and a half to really get my words out. As I became more and more frustrated with things, words can be so powerful and they can be so impactful. And so at that time. I sat down one day, right, during winter vacation, and I wrote, and I read it to my son, and he put in his perspective of the storyline, and it came about. There is nothing out there for children of police officers or children in general to say, hey, police officers are this way. They're heroes to many people, and how to help them understand that their dad or their mom, when they put on that uniform, they're a hero that they share with however many people are in their community.
0: And the book again is called what?
1: The Little One Behind the Badge.
0: Where do people get this book? Can they buy it?
1: They can buy it on Amazon or through my publisher. My publisher is Norton Stillman Press up here in Minnesota. And uh, he's willing to give the books to anyone and everyone that would like to purchase them in bulk or just on Amazon right now.
0: And about how much does a book cost?
1: they are ninety nine. Something that can really impact a child's life and or an adult's life.
0: So we're not talking about a lot of money. And I've no. never heard of, Robert, have you ever heard a children's book like this before?
2: I have not. Did you write before this or was this just something you felt so passionate about after witnessing your son involved in this horrific situation? He,
1: you know, it was it was right after about the time. It, it was just one of those things I've never written before, other than you know writing in my classroom to demonstrate how to write a persuasive essay or a short story. And I thought, you know what, I can do this. If my students can sit down and write to me about crazy adventures that they have, I can sit down and I can put something that can be so impactful than anything before.
0: Folks, we are talking with Jennifer Swardout. Uh, she is a An educator. That's a better way of saying it. Uh, I I was afraid Robert would slap me around for being so politically incorrect. You're in a law enforcement family, and you have the book, Little One, Behind the Badge. We're going to talk more about your story when we return. But first, check out our sponsors. you listen to Law Enforcement Today. We have a killer among us. It kills indiscriminately, without regard to age, gender, socioeconomic status, or race. This deadly problem has hit epidemic proportions. It's drug and alcohol abuse. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, there is hope. Check out Serenity Oaks Wellness Center. Make the free confidential call for more information. 888 910 1680. That's 888 910 1680. Online at SerenityOaksWellness.com. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders
2: who serve us here at home every day.
3: GALS, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit GALS.com today. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the debt helpline now. 800
2: 948 6817 That's 800-948-6817.
0: Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started
4: in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit
2: theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you training that pet to play the keyboard that's optional start a story adopt a shelter or rescue pet
0: today brought to you by maddie's fund the humane society of the united states and the ad council welcome back to the law enforcement Today show joining us from minnesota the frozen north the great white north
2: don't say the frozen tundra
0: the frozen tundra. <laughs> that, Sounds like a, that's green bay right well that yeah that's Green Bay. Green bay. <laughs> that reminds of those NFL films when I was a kid watching those things. The oh, Tundra. yeah, those were great. Jennifer Swardout is a teacher and uh, a, a spouse of a law enforcement officer and also mother of a youngster, uh, about 10 years old, and the book author of the children's book, A Little One Behind the Badge, which people can get it online at Amazon.com, correct?
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: All right interesting story about what prompted you to write this book one of the questions I had is that your son, his perspective about his father being a police officer has changed the way he looks at life is his attitude and outlook different if, if daddy is running late coming home from work?
1: It is you know, if you were to ask my son if daddy, so he's on the night shift or the dog shift and if He doesn't show up at home and people say, hey, where's your dad at? He'll say either he's been killed in the line of duty or he's stuck on a case. But the first thing that he started to say out of his mouth was, my dad's been killed in the line of duty. And to hear a, he started saying that about when he was six, seven years old. To hear a six or a seven-year-old say that as a mother, it broke my heart. I was not able to provide him with the comfort or understanding that dad's okay he's talked to mom until he physically saw him and could physically touch him he doesn't understand wow and a lot of our kids don't understand that
2: very interesting point i never how do you think from a perspective of a five or six or seven year old i never ever thought about that
0: and you're a man who's uh, still in active law enforcement and of course your daughters are are, uh, young adults now but there was times where they were young teens they were children did you ever think what it was like for them when you were late coming home from work? Did that thought ever come in your mind?
2: No, no. Sadly, it, it has not. And I admire you so much for speaking to your son about it. It's just something that is not discussed in my household. How about yours? It really is not. I, we don't look at the negative. Um, I just, for one, I'm not one of those types of officers. Talks about the job when I get home, and my wife. Mm-hmm. My wife has not been the one to ask me unless it was a high profile incident that made the news and uh mm-hmm. of course she wants to know if I was there and blah 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 but um how about in your relationship Jennifer uh I'm sorry Jenny did is is it a very open communication maybe that's why you're so You know
1: yeah it's an open communication um when my I got married to my husband my father-in-law who's a, a retired police officer as well pulled me aside and said, you have to keep living. And I didn't quite understand what he meant until I understood this lifestyle. And my husband, I'll ask him, how was your day on the job? And he will open up when he can. And and, and obviously, you realize that when you can open up and share things with your significant other, you can. He'll tell me, you know, yep, it was a bad night tonight. We had a standoff or, you know, it was a tough night two drunk drivers and various things like that. I, I have tough skin. My husband and I have been together for 18 years. And if he wants to open up, I have to be able to take it. And I have to be able to understand why he's opening up and how he's opening up because I'm his release. He, he tells it to me this way. Imagine for 40 hours a day, you are 40 hours in a work week. You had someone constantly in your earpiece telling you this, that, or the other. And it can be so daunting to hear the calls and the needs and the wants and the helps that he gets to go do for the community that it can be exhausting and he needs an outlet. And talking with your partners and things like that is all great, but they live through that same experience. So being able to come home and get a different perspective sometimes. I think gives him that stress release that is needed.
2: Well, whatever, and we talk with our son. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it uh, splendidly. I do have a question. It came to yep. mind.
0: Did you just say splendidly?
2: Splendidly, yeah. Haven't you heard that? It's a Brooklyn term. Not out
0: of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you, you made a, um, a comment that if your husband was killed in the line of duty, that your yep. school would rush to your aid and and help you out Yep. Yep. it's not that part that the school would rush to your aid it's the part that you would actually say if my husband was killed in the line of duty and that's what i mean we just never talked about things like that
0: i never i never had that conversation my, I, I had it jokingly husband, with my first wife. You know, if something happened to me, you right. know, live with the guy, don't don't marry, because back then the benefits would run out. It was, you know, tongue, very tongue-in-cheek, but it was not a conversation we had. It's like my it was, husband, we didn't want to even acknowledge the, the possibility.
1: Well, and my husband and I have had a very open, we had that open relationship. If he were not to come home, he has told me to live. And I have a tattoo on my arm, in fact, I got a couple of years ago after I wrote the book or right around the time I wrote the book. It says, live fearless. And I live my day every day fearless. I have to be the mother. I am the father. I am the supporter. I am the silent warrior. I am the silent protector. I am the silent everything, right? And he's told me if I don't come home, raise our son to be the best man he can be, and you keep living. And he's told me that since the day he got into law enforcement. When he told me when we were 18 years old, I'm getting my justice administration degree. I said, I got your back. And he's got mine. He doesn't stop me from my dreams. I coach basketball. I coached at the collegiate level all the way down to my son's fourth grade basketball team. He supports me as much as I support him. And if he were to pass away, I know that I just gained another guardian angel for my son and I.
0: Wow, you sound like a very powerful person. Very, uh, I, very, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, you it, it remind me a lot of my sisters, my family, because I grew up in a military family. Dad was gone all the time in the Navy. So it was uh, myself, my mother, and four younger sisters. And every one of them, as an individual, they don't believe in this concept of being limited by life circumstances, by anybody. They're going to live their life regardless of what happens. And, and I'm catching that same vibe in our conversation from you.
1: Yeah, very much so. I'm going to keep living. My son's going to live on. I have a community of people that will wrap their arms around me to make sure I keep living. Not only just my school community, my son's best friends, his baseball community. He plays in a program up here um, that I know that the boys and the guys at, at his, his baseball facility will take care of him. My basketball family, my immediate family, they'll all be there for us, which is an interesting facet too. My husband comes from a law enforcement family and the understanding of what that lifestyle is. My family comes from two very hardworking, you know, mom and dad are home by five o'clock. They're at all your sporting events. So explaining it to them is very difficult too. That, nope, sorry, Christmas isn't happening on December 24th and 25th. It will happen when I say it will happen. And that's a tough part for law enforcement families to actually understand.
2: It is great point. What, you know, I often ask people that uh, write books, what did the book do for you?
1: I think it made me be okay. Understanding our world and today it made me understand with social media and with the internet and everything, things get out so quickly we have to be so careful as law enforcement families that if an incident is happening, that we don't just blurt it into our private blogs that we have going to support each other because that wife or that significant other might have not been notified yet. It made me feel like, okay, you know what? He's got this. I have to trust in himself. I have to trust in his partners and his department and the surrounding par- departments that he's got my hu- they've got my husband's back as much as I do. And it made me realize that there are a lot of people that support us and our families, and that's what's fantastic. I had to, I can't go out and, and protest. That's just not who I am. So, me writing these words was like a, a way to say, hey, let's step back. There's always going to be good people, there's always going to be bad people wherever you go in any type of profession. It is how we view it and how we can work together to build those communities.
0: I'm so glad we got a chance to talk to you. Again, the name of the book is?
1: The Little One Behind the Badge.
0: And people can purchase it online at Amazon.com. Jennifer Swartout, teacher, educator, mom, uh, supporting... Law enforcement spouse and a force of nature, I, I would presume. The, I can't uh, imagine telling you no. Yeah, the next
2: hurricane coming down uh, is going to be uh, Hurricane Jenny. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much for being a guest. We appreciate it. And be sure to let us know if we can do anything for you in the future regarding you, your family, and the book. Thank you. We've got another great
2: guest heading your way in just a few moments.
0: So keep a tune. This is Law Enforcement Today.
3: Do you need a car? Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 3ignoreMyscore.com right now. That's www.the number 3ignoreMyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 3ignoreMyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. We have a killer among us.
0: It kills indiscriminately without regard to age, gender, socioeconomic status, or race. This deadly problem has hit epidemic proportions. It's drug and alcohol abuse. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, there is hope. Check out Serenity Oaks Wellness Center. Make the free confidential call for more information. 888-910-1680. That's 888-910-1680. Online at serenityoakswellness.com. They'll challenge your authority, because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, and in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up,
1: you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up. Until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov
0: kidsbuckleup. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. Robert Greenberg, had a step away, to take care of some police business. I'm John J. Wiley, flying solo in the studio. I'm getting used to this flying solo thing here at Law Enforcement Today. Got a special guest joining us on the phone from Connecticut, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey, how are you? Well, just fine, Jay. And how about yourself? Not bad. It's uh, well, it's it's winter time. I'm in South Florida, and you are in Connecticut. So I think I've got the better end of the deal right now.
4: You know what? It's going to hit sixty this week. Get out! And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a warm winter. We haven't had a lot of snow. So we've been fortunate on this end as well.
0: That's unusual. My wife is from Connecticut. Uh, I think we had the conversation. My wife's originally from uh, Avon, Connecticut, west of Hartford. So she's used to snowy, wintry weather and said, I'm done with it. So we live in South Florida now.
4: Solder snow shovel,
0: huh? No no snow shovel. We're done with that stuff. (laughs) I got introduced to you by... Kyle Reyes is behind the Uniforms series, and you are doing something rather extraordinary. It is a group called Healing the Wounds. Tell us about that organization and what you do. Okay,
4: and that's healingthewounds.org. But basically, uh, we launched just about a month and a half ago, and uh, the thrust, the mission is to help and mentor the children of our nation's fallen heroes, Jay. And that's both uh, heroes in law enforcement and the military. So this is one of the first organizations that I could think of that ever came forward to merge the interests of both those communities.
0: And you're right about that. Very rarely do we hear military, veterans, and, and law enforcement officers in the same sentence, never mind the same paragraph or page. So thank you very much
3: for doing that.
4: As you know, hardly a week passes without breaking, tragic news breaking about another loss. And either here on the home front or overseas or during a training accident or what have you. And these people have volunteered or uh, were employed, based, as you know, and put their lives on the lines for us. And uh, we owe them a debt of gratitude. We really do. Thank you very, and very much. It's the children that suffer the most, Jay.
0: You are right about that. And you say you mentor. What is it that org does for the children of fallen?
4: I think the significance is, once again, we want to mentor them through experience, education, and support. It's a year-round program, and, Jay, we're going to start by taking them up to Alaska and introducing them to uh, the wilderness up there, and we have uh, we have a number of uh, professionals on the ground up there um, that have done this for years. They've got decades of experience. We've got college professors. Um, one of your fellow Floridians um, recently came aboard our advisory um, panel, and that's uh, Captain Michael Hawk. And, and Michael Hawk had a show on the Discovery Channel with his wife called Man, Woman, Wild. This was several years ago. He, he was a, uh, he's a veteran of the Green Berets. And Michael's putting together a, a, a program to teach, the, teach these, um, these teenagers on basic survival skills, and he intends to be on the ground helping as well. So once again, it starts off with a wilderness program up there. We're going to introduce them to seamanship and coastal navigation and safe boating skills, first aid, CPR certification before they leave. And uh, it builds from there because what we're trying to do is contribute to the next generation of responsible citizens but we want to catch them at a time in their life that we, we could have the greatest impact on their, um, their development. Because as you know, it all starts with a knock on the door. And uh, the security and stability, something that's so vital to childhood development, is forever shadowed, shattered. rather. And, and needless to say, bearing witness to the impact of that loss on the remaining parent adds to their torment. So we want to take them out of their environment we want to introduce them to things that are so awe-inspiring that they, they couldn't even dreamed of what they'll, they'll be experiencing. One of, the, one of the benefits, of course, is their cell phones, smartphones, electronic games, they'll all be left home. So, we're going to sever them from that. The, the whole thing is educational. So,
0: we'll What a start great with that. idea to just, a, for any child... Let alone the ones who've suffered tremendous traumatic loss of, of uh, a parent, military law enforcement to take them away from the plugged in world of uh, digital media constantly and expose them to so many other great life experiences that right there is going to be a huge plus for anybody. Especially
4: today because uh, today's teenagers don't even know how to relate to each other anymore because they're so involved with, once again, the electronic world. And there's added benefits, of course, because we're going to be bringing them together and they, they have c- commonality in terms of their backgrounds and shared experiences. So they will grow from each other. And I know people that have had similar youth-type programs where teenagers coming in the door didn't even resemble the ones after they were involved in the programs. So it's to build leadership and teamwork and, uh, once again, help uh, create the next generation of responsible citizens. But we want to support them. We want to support the families and we want them to understand that America stands behind them.
0: And if people want to help, they want to contribute, they want to make donations, finance has got to be a big part of this. What do people do?
4: It's a huge part. And uh, we're asking people to sign on as members. So we're looking for members to come aboard, and we're looking for corporate personal sponsors as well. But one of the benefits to this, and I think it's significant, we don't want somebody to just send in a check unless that's all they want to do. They could be involved to the level where, where they desire, meaning that our phones are available. We're looking forward to any ideas they'd like to advance in our direction. And I started to tell you that, you know what, it's a year-round program. I I explained some of the things we'll introduce them to on the ground, but we also want to introduce them to a dozen different career opportunities to help nurture those um, the ideas that they have and the interests they have. In addition to that, they'll have networking opportunities to uh, continue, you know, with our mentors and, and the friends that they establish along the way. The rest of the year, webinars, tutorials, regional meetings, and we're now working on an internship program. So first off, we'll introduce them once again, Jay, to uh, about a dozen different potential career paths, but we're going to reach out to the private uh, industry to secure internships so that they can develop skills and interests so that they become more marketable. Because these teenagers represent America's future. Yes, Without a doubt.
0: We're talking, folks, to Jeffrey M. Epstein, founder of HealingTheWounds.org. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Healing the Wounds, how you can help, and I think Jeffrey's amazing story, how he got involved in such a great organization. Folks, Listen, Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, GALLS has stood with our troops
2: stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day.
1: GALLS, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit GALLS.com today.
3: Do you need a car? Doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 3ignoreMyscore.com right now. That's the number 3ignoreMyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 3ignoreMyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, Travel protection, excitement, Control. Control. independence. Distracted driving means Danger Recklessness Irresponsible
1: Chaos Police Devastation injuries,
3: Death Safe driving means Staying alert and staying alive
1: Visit stoptextstoprex.org A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council
0: Welcome back to Law Enforcement Today. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by Jeffrey M. Epstein, founder and president of HealingTheWounds.org. Jeffrey, I'm so glad you joined us today. We, we've we been playing phone tag back and forth. We had scheduling issues. First of all, thank you so very much for what you're doing with HealingTheWounds.org. Give a brief overview again, what you do to help the children of fallen law enforcement officers and military men and women.
4: To begin with, we're taking them out of their home environment. We're going to support the remaining parent, and we're going to start off with a wilderness program up in Alaska. They're going to have a lot of fun up there, Jay, and they're going to see things they've never seen before. It's just an inspiring experience. But on top of that, we'll continue to support them with a call-in center, with webinars, tutorials, um, regional meetings for the rest of the year.
0: People can get lots of information, including how they can help, on your website, HealingTheWounds.org. Now, i got to admit, I was checking out your website, and I, I read your bio, for lack of better words. And one of the things that amazes me about your story, Jeffrey, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you don't come from a military or a law enforcement background. You come from finance.
4: <laughs> a very patriotic family, though, Jay. It's
0: it, well, people don't associate that anymore. It's like we've become so segmented in different types of uh, groups, uh, occupation. Uh, but you've gone from that world into let's see, mortgage, real estate, to counterterrorism, to now founding, healing the wounds. How does one go from being a businessman to counterterrorism expert to doing something that? It is so awe-inspiring to helping other people. It just it blows my mind. It's a great story. Do you want the long story or the short one? The Reader's Digest
4: Condensed <laughs> version would be great. All right. Listen, in 2003, I decided to get out of mortgage banking. And they were 100-hour weeks at the time. Well, guess what? Now I'm putting in more time. Yeah. But um, in 2004, for the first time in my life, I got politically involved. And I grew up in the shadow of an uncle. Jay, he, uh, he was highly decorated, U.S. Army. He fought his way from Normandy through the, the bulge into Germany and ended up raising his family there. In 2004, his influence in the influence of somebody that I served with, he was awarded a Congressional Medal of Honor, um, just motivated me to get involved. I'm not going to go political on you, but let me just say this. From 2005 until the summer of 2016, I was on the front lines combating terrorism. And um, a lot of the people that you'll see, every time there's a terrorist hit, um, I worked with. They're on CNN. They're on Fox. They're everywhere. I helped start some of their careers. I got involved both. um, My initiatives were both educational and investigative. And I hurt the enemy camp. With that being said, it was very dark, a lot of sleepless nights, and I just decided I wanted to do something less dark and and close that chapter of my life. Now, Jay, during my summers, while I was involved with counterterrorism, I spent weeks on the ground as a hobby business guiding people in Alaska. And I sat back in in the summer of 2016 after hanging up that hat and closing that chapter of my life, and I said, you know what? Who would benefit the most from this? And and that's when Dr. Bruce Teft and I thought about it, strategized and said, let's put a program together where we could take these children, you know, the children of our nation's fallen heroes, and change their lives and turn them into productive citizens and let them understand that our country stands up and supports them. And to me, this is my final gift to country, because I've been at it since February of 2004.
0: Mm -hmm. And it does, it takes, I imagine, a severe toll. Service to your country as as active duty, as a law enforcement officer, as a firefighter, as an EMT, as a first responder. It's not just that individual that, that pays a price. Everybody in their family, It takes a toll on them, so those that lose that parent, it's, be honest, I can't imagine it, and I've been an active duty police officer, I've been retired now, Going, it's going to be 26 years, believe it or not, and I still don't know what to do, don't know what to say, I want to do so much to help, but you guys are actually leading the charge and doing something phenomenal.
4: And we're trying not to get political. It would be very easy for us to position ourselves on the cutting edge and go political. We don't want to do that. We're trying to roll this initiative out as being nonpartisan, nonpolitical, and all about the kids. And by the way, Jay, my first year of marriage was hell. And no, I'm not pointing my fingers at my wife. But my father-in-law was diagnosed with pancreatic uh, just two months before we were married. And um, I took care of him for a year. He walked the beat NYPD for and retired, so I spent a lot of time talking to him. Uh, a lot of police officers were, officers were coming to my home that never knew him before that were visiting with him during his final months. I've always been tight with law enforcement. Connecticut State Police, local, municipal. Um, at one time in my life, I was actually a um, police distributor for Smith & Wesson. Oh, really? And... Uh, You know, I covered something like 160 departments, and I worked with the training officers, and I I don't, you couldn't even imagine the stories, but very rewarding, a very rewarding time, and I can't, you know what, like I said, our nation owes a debt of gratitude to its law enforcement officers and first responders and servicemen, and it's not one that can be be repaid. No. And they haven't been treated right. And what better way can we recognize them? And what better way can we help, uh, in the name of their legacy, let's take care of their children. Let's Absolutely. develop them. And, and that's the whole mission.
0: And I'm glad you're doing it in a, in a non-partisan, non-political way. Uh, that's one of the things we strive for here on the Law Enforcement Today's show. There's enough of that out there, and there's, there's far more commonality across America, uh, people, their points of view that were far more common experiences and th- than these extremes left and right. And uh, so I, I appreciate very much that you're staying away from that, both in this organization and in this interview as well.
4: And we're deter- absolutely determined to do that because, you know what, people in our country come from varied walks of life. But, you know, the one thing that could unite them and will unite them, and that's what I'm looking to do, is the fact that, We have to take care of these children.
0: Absolutely. And what ages are we talking about that you're doing? 12 to 17, Jay, is what we're looking at right now. And that's a really, that's a a sketchy, tough, very impressionable time for any teenager nowadays, especially one that has lost a parent in uh, the line of duty, either as a a military member or a law enforcement first responder. That's got to be compounded in ways that I really couldn't understand.
4: Well, you know, if we target anybody any younger than that, we can't control them and we won't have the impact on them. If we go beyond that, then they're already so set in their ways and they know what they're, to a great degree, they know what track they're going to follow. But we will not be bringing 12-year-olds up with 17-year-olds, obviously, you know, different times. So, but, and, and we're also, uh, this is a co-ed program as well.
0: Very cool. So, you are doing this co-ed 12 to 17. If someone has a youngster that might be a good candidate and wants to get information about their youngster getting involved, can you help them online?
4: Of course. In fact, you know what? Once again, call the number on the web website. I answer the phone. If I don't, Dr. Teft, you know, be passed through to Dr. Teft. And, um... Uh, Nobody's going to get a bunch of different prompts with numbers and stuff. We're, we're live, and I'd like lo- I'd love to hear from everybody.
0: And I'll say this. You're very approachable, and you're very easy to get a hold of. You'd think that it would be a phone tree or at least a gatekeeper you had to talk to when you called. It's not. You answer the phone. I answer the phone. That's, that in and of itself is amazing nowadays, that anybody answers their phone. <laughs> So many people. you know, know. You
4: know what, Jay, I, I've accomplished much during what I call my tour of duty since 2004, And uh, I've, I've hosted some international events with three, 400 people in, in attendance, and I've always answered the phone, because yeah. there's nothing worse than holding for 25 minutes for somebody, and you don't know who you're going to get, and you can't get your answers.
0: What I hate is when you Wait, questions answered rather. What I hate is when you're on hold and they go, "Your phone call is important to us. Please hold." And you're on there for like 30 minutes. Apparently it's not How About
4: 30 important. minutes and then something comes on and says, "Sorry, but we've closed for the day or we're not open today." <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen a bunch
0: that of times happens. too. <laughs> uh, it's nuts. We could go on a long conversation just about that. Again, uh, let's wrap up. Tell people where they get more information about healingthewounds.org.
4: Thank you, Jay. Well, once again, it is healingthewounds.org, not .com or .us, but healingthewounds.org. Visit our site. Check out the videos that are posted. Be my guest. Call in. We really want people to come aboard, once again, as members. And by the way, it's not very expensive, and there are a lot of benefits to it, because there's something we did not discuss, and I'd like to bring it up. Go ahead. As a benefit of membership, you get to inscribe if you care to do so. The name of uh, a loved one or a friend, somebody that um, either served in law enforcement or the military that 's no longer here, if they were uh, killed in action, then a star is uh, positioned next to their name, and that 's starting to build and that 's one of the one of the uh, benefits once again of membership, but to me, Jay, the biggest benefit is you everybody that comes aboard as a member has a voice, and they can impact the direction in which the organization goes.
0: All great stuff. Jeffrey Epstein, thank you so very much for your time and thanks for all you do. Again, the website is healingthewounds.org. Again, thanks so much, man, appreciate it. One of the questions I get all the time, especially when we're talking to other radio stations about adding a Law Enforcement Today radio show to their lineup. What is your show all about? And it's not what most people would think. It's not confrontational. You know how Investigation Discovery Channel has all these shows about investigations and people have a curiosity about police. Well, we feature police officers, law enforcement officers, active retired spouses, family members and supporters talking about their experiences from their point of view. If you want to be a guest on the show, or you know someone who'd be a great guest, but you know, doesn't want to say, uh, I don't want to seek attention myself. We'd love to hear from, and we'd accommodate them from anywhere. doesn't matter where they are. We're in Florida. They don't, they could be anywhere. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Oregon. Doesn't matter. We can uh, record them here at our studios in South Florida. Yeah. So just contact us. The easiest way is to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the contact us tab. Send an email to me, jay at lawenforcementtoday.com, or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send a message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram and all that stuff too. On behalf of everyone associated with law enforcement today, I'm John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.